welcome to another episode on the Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Aisha Durrani, naturopathic doctor, spiritual life coach, and the girl next door. Today, we'll be talking about why women need healing circles. start by defining what a healing circle is. It's simply a space where women come together to support each other, share their learnings with each other, to connect with each other, and have a sense of community where they feel safe and okay to be vulnerable. Now these circles aren't something new, these are pretty ancient and have been taking place from quite the ancient times. So if we go back to kind of the caveman times, I want to get into the history of this because I want for us to understand the importance of it and then bring it to present day. So if we travel back into the caveman days, um, what would happen is men would go out to hunt and gather and women would be left alone for an extensive amount of time. And a lot of women would then share a space together. They would go together to one spot where they would be uh, held by each other and they would do tasks together. And so they really supported each other in that manner by being there present together physically, but mentally and emotionally as well. Because you all, all at that point lived within a tribe and that tribal feeling, that community feeling was very important for you to feel that you are protected. And so when most of the men were out, the way women felt safe were by communicating to each other, that I'm here, I'm present, I'm here with you doing this task. And this is why you'll see women have a tendency to do the same tasks together. So if you have a gathering at home, you'll notice that the guys are doing their thing on their side and the women will usually commune together in the kitchen or help each other in that. And this is wired within us. And then if we fast forward to times of war, and they were very many wars, um, again, men had to leave their homes, um, their spaces, and women were left to kind of, you know, fend behind and um, what kept them going. And so uh, was being able to connect with each other, that community and validation that you got from one another that we're going to be okay, that it's going to be okay, really, it became so integrally... um, weaved into the soul of a woman and this is also why we see that um, validation is actually something that can nurture her. Um, Now we've tied this more to her survival instinct and so we know that you know from this space this is where a woman needs that uh, validation from her people and men, because uh, from early times they were sent out into the world, they knew they were going to be times where they were going to be together with other men or isolated and they'd have to fight their own fight. And so to them, there's a very different messaging um, being wired down. Now let's fast forward a little bit ahead before the Industrial Revolution uh, and before women were uh, able to join the workforce, we'll see that women were once again kind of left behind in their homes. And so women still found ways of coming together and such things like tea parties and um, mom groups and book clubs and knitting clubs and that sort of a thing. So anytime they were together, it gave them a sense of empowerment and these gatherings proved to be essential for survival, essential for feeling safe. 
Now I want to prove to you how this circle is key by simply asking you to observe how men and women interact. When men interact, typically they're facing an activity or they're facing the TV, maybe they're um, focused on something outwardly. Just kind of like when cavemen were going out, they had their attention focused somewhere at like, you know, uh, a lion that's coming by or um, scanning the environment to see if a threat was neutralized when they're out at war. Women face each other. So our locus is each other. We look at each other to see how they're feeling, if they're feeling okay, if she's safe, then I'm safe sort of a thing. So this really is wired within us. And this is a more personal note. I find these circles to be intimately powerful because think of creative forces coming together, right? So women were the chosen um, genders to create life or bring life into this world. And that creative power, when they came together, it was almost like it was small candles and it's lit up and it's becoming this huge fire and if they really channeled it together so whether it's a yoga group or a creative um, aspect you know whether they're dancing or creating poetry together or a spiritual ceremony together what you're doing is you're channeling that creative energy and you're just bringing in fire <laughs> And interestingly, I've had this calling for the last two years to create such a community. And I didn't recognize that I had already been doing this. Like I, one of the um, just skills that I feel like I have is just connecting people together like this. Well, you know, I need you to talk to her because I feel like these stories, when they match up to they're just going to be healing for her and her. Um, and so I had so many WhatsApp and Facebook groups. It got a little bit overwhelming, some personal ones. And then um, even in my practice, I started to see women who could really benefit from the support and sharings of each other. And so this is where I launched the Her Sisterhood as well. And when I looked into the history of it, it was really interesting because um, I had not had that knowledge at that time, but it had been shown that the medicine woman was usually the one to initiate and facilitate such circles to keep the energy flowing. And I'm not saying that that's the title that you need to have, but definitely those of you who have that inner calling in some sort of way or that inner pull, because I know a lot of um, women who don't. And I, for me, because this is my normal, um, I'd always question as to why people just would never want to, um, you know, set people up in this kind of way. And I just realized I'm like, hang on, it's because I recognize where healing can occur and I'm always looking for that. And so I have that unique gift and set and that's where I am trying to um, almost facilitate that healing. Now I'm going to introduce to you, <laughs> you to a really wild concept, but I have seen this and so I know that this isn't a consequence, rather a universal phenomenon. Uh, and I'm going to give you a little bit of the history as to women's cycles and how they're affected by the moon. Now before electricity was invented, um, our light really was the sun and the moon. And women tend uh, tended to ovulate around the time when the moon was at its fullest, so at a full moon. And they would then have their period when it was dark, so there was less light. And there was wisdom to that, right? 
because what's happening is that um, when there was enough light, the pineal gland in our brain would then send a message to our ovaries by way of hormones to then release the egg when the light was at its highest. Now, women who live in the, I'm going to say the country or those who follow kind of the more natural cycles of nature will sync up with this. Of course, now we live in a much more industrial and modernized world where we have more light and more suns and moons in our internal environment. So all those uh, lamps and lights that we have. And so some of us are synced out. Now, not to say that you should be ovulating with the full moon. There is wisdom to where women would either ovulate with the full moon or the new moon and both of this um both of these women or these sets of women would have their own roles to play now i'm going to use myself as an example uh i tend to have my bleed during the full moon and that's called the red moon cycle so if you are having your period during the full moon then you are part of the red moon cycle and typically in ancient times when women would be bleeding this time around this time they were known to be the healers and they were focused on channeling their creative energy inward, which meant that they would have this deep desire of self-growth, um, sitting with themselves, developing during this time, self-developing, and then once they're out of this phase, taking that energy and using it outwardly to teach the other women around about wisdom of the world, etc. So they really were the healers and teachers in that way. And they would use their inwardness and turn it outward to nourish and teach those around them so that they um, could kind of rise up with them. And very true to that, when I came across this literature, definitely could check out, check the box of um, you know wanting to mentor, wanting to focus more on self-growth during this time, and um, that fell in line with me. So now we're going to discuss the other time, so the white moon cycle, and this is for those of you who are having their bleed during the new moon. Now, a woman who is menstruating during the new moon was known to be the fertile goddess or uh, the mother. So she was a nurturer and she was very much involved in taking care, not just of her children and her uh, husbands, but also her loved ones. And so when the healers slash teachers were menstruating the white moon women were nurturing them and taking care of them and then when the white moon women were leading the red uh, moon women would then take over tasks and care for them and so there is this cyclical nature almost like a circle and we come back to that piece of a healing circle and a healing community and how women showed up for each other now i don't want you to get worried if you don't fall on any of these um, cycles again remember we're not living in the natural uh sink or synced up to the natural moonlight and that sort of a thing. And I'm not asking you to start moonbathing or that sort of a thing, but if you want to, hey, sure you can. But there are also those who fall in between and I haven't gotten into that discussion for today's purpose. Um, and 
just kind of focusing on these two for now, but they have their own roles. And we can actually also switch the times when we're ovulating and menstruating. So you might notice that, you know, some months you, if you've been um, ovulating with the full moon, you're now ovulating with the new moon. And so we're actually capable of switching that based on our needs. So let's say now the um, the healer, the teacher is now um, transitioning towards coming towards her motherhood years, we'll notice that that will sync up as well. In nomadic times, they used to hold red tents or moon lodges where women would simply gather together um, and support each other in their time of uh, need for rest and reflection. So um, whether you were menstruating at that time or ovulating, you would be caring for each other based on what time you were. And this was kind of a tradition that was passed down uh, to empower women. So the elder woman would then be connecting with the um, newer women who just started to have their periods and, you know, connecting with them and making them feel safe. So the space really was essential and key um, for them to feel safe. Uh, and I want to bring more awareness to, you know, circles such as birthing circles or when women a woman is bringing life into the world and the people that she wants to be around her um, are those who are knowledgeable of the wisdom of their body. So whether it's a doula or midwife. And so the support that she needed was within her circle. And a really powerful statement that I've heard um, is that I will hear women say this over and over again. I found myself through another woman, through another woman's story or her journey, I found my healing. And so I want you to dive deep. If you're tuning in and you're a woman, I want you to connect with those moments where you actually felt like you healed yourself a little bit more by connecting to another woman's story. And what I really want um, for you guys to take in is an invitation to allow yourselves to connect to the woman around you. Now, there's a lot of uh, cultural and societal um, kind of taboos of speaking out, especially if you're married and preserving the relationship. And there's a fine line between being able to do that and also um, relaying your concerns to the woman who will actually build you back up and help you heal or help you find your way and nurture you and give you advice. Um, and the fine line really is that you will only find healing with another woman if you have absolute trust with her. So maybe that's the line that you want to define. And that's the boundary line literally of your circle. So a woman is part of my circle only if I have full trust with her and I feel safe with her. And if you do, then that is your support system. So know the women that you 
can lean on who are the five people that can be part of this women's circle and these are the sisters that you have and how can we show up for them but also allow them to show up for us there's a lot of unfortunate um you know circumstances where women are tearing each other down or hate envy and jealousy and more of those low vibrational stuff tends to come in so we want to be very cognizant of who we give this power to of course and it's going to take you to discern that we are as women you know wired in a more emotional way and our psychology is affected in in that emotional capacity and so we do need another emotional being another woman who's more in touch with her emotions and has that wisdom of how to alchemize these emotions and what the way forward looks like and uh connect to connect with her and then draw wisdom and take that wisdom within you to then bring light to your home and so if you're expecting this from your male counterpart or partner, that wisdom is going to look quite different, very different, right? And so, again, if you are to draw a comparison, the advice that you would seek from a sister compared to a mister is going to be very different because they're two different um, vibrational energies or two different uh, genders and they have different psychologies. And so what's going to heal you might not particularly um the advice that you receive might not particularly apply to a man and his advice might not advise apply to you so there's a lot of wisdom and healing in that um don't be terrified there are so many amazing women out there uh, and it's a pleasure if you guys are able to open up and connect with each other maybe another way where you can just feel this connection and be part of a healing circle is where it's activity based so um, whether you're joining a book club um, a tea circle a group of gardeners or um, you know women who are practicing a particular skill and you're just you know doing the activity together and you're just feeling supported in that way and having conversations around that particular activity and then that might bridge some of the trust and rapport where you then feel okay I can open up right so it doesn't have to be where you're just immediately seeking um, healing for a particular concern that you have um, so I hope that this leaves you with some insight some love some wisdom and helps you in any way shape or form I'm signing off now until the next episode sending you a lot of love and light postscript um, I am sometimes doing these podcasts off script uh, and so I get to edit after and one of the things that I just thought of as I saved this podcast is about how women are now competing instead of collaborating so in these circles what's meant to happen is a lot of that collaboration and nurturing rather than competition and I wanted to draw a little bit of light as to where that competition came in from so this really came in from the patriarchal society so this is where uh, women then started to go outward to work and so men by nature were meant to compete and as a result of competition they grew stronger and they knew uh, what their weaknesses were and how to build on that. I'm not saying that women don't need this too, but 
this has been thrown off balance um, for quite some time and this is where we're seeing a lot of uprisings in the women world and unfortunately against each other too so again this is an invitation for you if you feel that you have this um, energy of competition I really want you to just sit with that and understand where that comes from where you pitted against your siblings when you were younger or your cousins um, where you somehow taught this ideology that a girl always has to be competing or doing her best or even doing more than what's required just so that she's compared comparatively to um, men she can prove her worth and so a lot of this is actually not our own energy or our own ideologies and I don't want you to just take my word I want you to sit with this and get to know this and when you come back to your true essence you'll notice that you actually want to just collaborate with another woman you want to you know bring her up and you want to empower her and you want her to nurture you at the same time so just wanted to end with this bit